0: I'm Court. And I'm Kate. And you're listening to another episode of The, the Castle, Castle Chat. Chat. Hey, friends, welcome to our 11 part series on Epcot's World Showcase. Each week, we will dive into the history, details, and fun facts of a World Showcase pavilion. Join us this week as we continue into germany want to experience more magic with us outside of this episode be sure to follow us on all socials at the castle chat if you love what you hear please leave us a rating or review on apple or spotify so we can continue to build this community are you ready to jump into the episode let's chat about it
1: Welcome back to another episode. You know what that means. It means we need to say hello in German, which is Hallo. 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 Something like that. We've got Hola. We've got Hallo. We've got Nihau. And now we have Hallo. Wow. I'm so glad that you like were able to just do that right off the top of your head. I think really I've always struggled with knowing the order of World Showcase by heart. I'm kind of like, oh, which direction did I come from? What country is next? Um, now that I am memorizing how to say hello in all these different languages, I'm going to remember the order.
0: Yeah, and then as you walk through World Showcase, you just have to greet each
1: pavilion that way yeah. as you walk through each one. Next, we'll be learning thank you and goodbye so that I can <laughs> So do if those you are well. kind of like beelining through a pavilion, it's just
0: like, hello, thank you, bye.
1: Yes. Hello, thank you, goodbye. Um, we are on part four of this 11-part series, and we are moving into Germany. I can't believe we're already here. This is flying by. Yeah, we're, I mean, going through each of these countries fairly rapidly in terms of knocking out um, all the different details, but I feel like I've already learned so much, and we have so much more to go. I am loving, like you
0: said, learning right now because... I thought I knew a lot about these pavilions and still I until I started digging deep and going into more research and realizing wow like I did not realize that Disney took this into consideration when they were building this pavilion or this partnership XYZ. So it is really cool even as a Disney fan to learn more about the place that we love to visit, right? So I'm excited. I'm excited for this
1: pavilion. It's a fun one and I think we go ahead and we just kick it off. Of course we do. We're going to dive right into the Germany Pavilion. I personally, there's a lot to see and do within this pavilion, I think, compared to some of the others that we've already talked about. I mean, it's only up from China. I mean, it's got to be. It's true. It's got to be only up from here. This is true. I feel like Germany, um, in terms of the aesthetic, the appeal when you are walking into it, is gorgeous. I love this pavilion and how it presents itself to the people in World Showcase. Um, but we've got a couple of things that Disney like specifically was aiming for when designing this particular pavilion and how it was going to represent Germany as a country.
0: Yes, so the general descriptor of this pavilion is fantasy, folklore, and festivity abound you as you step into a German village where the sounds of Oktoberfest fill the air and i think this is a great description of this pavilion because when you're walking through this pavilion is popping like i feel like it's loud there's lots going on Um, All the people are here. They're getting all their German beer. They're getting their caramel, like whatever it is, pretzel, like it's all happening. It is an Oktoberfest, and I think it's super fun.
1: Yeah, I love that they chose Oktoberfest. Obviously, that is something so specific to Germany. People travel to the country of Germany for Oktoberfest, and I also feel like how this country is set up and the different items are positioned make it feel like it's hustling and bustling when you walk through yeah I think
0: that was intentional to be really try and like portray a German village
1: not only is it like there's a lot going on in the lines of people waiting for their big Bavarian pretzel or beer is like right as as you walk into this area Um, also you're smacked in the face with smells and I think when your senses of smell specifically are triggered, you automatically are intrigued. It pulls you in. I personally
0: don't spend a ton of time in this pavilion, mainly because of the hustle and bustle of it. It feels very crowded. Um, so I, I want to want to give it more of a shot, though, in the future and spend some more time there now that I've learned a lot about it and can appreciate it more.
1: I have a very specific reason why I spend time in this pavilion. We'll come back to it later as we talk about that specific thing. Um, But I think there is a lot for us to uncover and break down. So like we mentioned, it is meant to be um, a German village in the middle of Oktoberfest. But there are a few other... Germany specific details that Disney has put into this area. Um, Court should we jump into some of the specific details? We shall. Um, the biggest
0: thing I think to notice in this pavilion is right in the center of the square is a statue of St. George.
1: Who is St. George? Tell <laughs>
0: us more. Okay, so according to, uh, there's a legend that um, that says that he slayed a dragon while on a pilgrimage to the Middle East. Sounds a lot like Lord of the Rings. Love that. Um, So I'm I'm here for that. So basically this monument is there to resemble his history and this is basically like a very common thing in Bavaria Germany is like this myth that they talk about. So St. George is like a big deal. I don't really know much about him, but he's a big enough deal to have his own little statue.
1: Yeah, I think um, what I read is that statues of St. George, who is meant to represent or overlook the German soldiers, um, is it's a very common statue to find throughout the country of Germany. And so for this to be kind of in the center of this little village is very um, German of them to do. They obviously wouldn't pick... Um, or portray something that wasn't going to catch the eye I think maybe Disney in doing all of this yes they do all their research but if somebody from Germany comes through their particular pavilion in World Showcase is it going to be something recognizable to them are they going to be like wow yeah Disney did a really good job of representing my culture my country and I guess this Patron saint um, of soldiers, Saint George, is one of those things. If you are German and you walk through, you probably it'd be like going to an America pavilion and seeing like a George Washington, maybe.
0: Yeah, I mean, totally different. One's a political figure, I guess, but yeah, <laughs> but good comparison. The fact that like to you us, we understand what that is, but right. like if I when I look at Saint George, I'm like,
1: oh, all right, cool. You look awesome, dude. Way to go. Yeah, he's riding his horse um, in the middle uh, on this statue in the middle of the town square he's i mean i think it's beautiful they they did a great job i'm sure that it's some form of a replica um but i do know that a lot of the structures in this area are not meant to be exact replicas disney wanted to take um hints and highlights from Germany and kind of mesh them together in this made-up village I think that's a lot of what has shocked me in going through um, these different pavilions I think in my mind I thought there was a lot more specifics than there are there are not necessarily like there are a couple things here and there where like we talked about the temple in China where it is a a miniaturized version of an exact thing in China but other than that everything is kind of created by Disney to be a good representation and so yes St. George is a real person or a real um, figure that is common in German culture but outside of that statue there's not a lot of specifics that we're looking at from Germany.
0: Yeah and I think when we were going into building the series we thought oh we'll be able to talk about a lot of the landmarks but like you said, there in some of these pavilions, there it's no, there's not specific landmarks. It's just a mesh of different architectural styles to make a made up village to represent the culture. But I think that's actually really cool because there are some pavilions where we do see specific landmarks. That like, I mean, spoiler alert, in the France pavilion, we've got a miniature Eiffel Tower, like that kind of stuff. It's there. That is an obvious thing to have in France. So. Uh, in the pavilion, obviously the country itself has it. So, you know, it's like that meme. I think we talked about it before with, like Disney adults when they actually visit the countries in real
1: life. And they're like, oh, that's at Epcot. <laughs> I've seen this before. Yeah, I've seen this at Epcot. So, Yeah, there's definitely versions of specific things that you could call out um, and actually visit in the other countries. But I think in my mind, I just thought there were a lot more than there are. And so in this Germany pavilion, we have lots of representation of um, like merchant halls and um, different statues or things that are common in Germany but there's no like this you can find this in this city or this country
0: yeah yeah that's definitely a good representation for um, for this pavilion also when it comes to the landscaping of the area you'll see a lot of really like these cute little um, floral displays, which have these beautiful colors and stuff, but it's also very minimal. Like, you don't see a lot of landscaping in this pavilion. You see a lot of building infrastructure. hmm For sure. So, like, in some pavilions, they really focus on the landscaping. Other pavilions really focus on the buildings. So, it's cool to see which ones
1: differ in that yeah i feel like the buildings in um this germany pavilion they do have a lot of like artwork or artistry within them that draws you in whereas like in china yes the building the temple that we were talking about before is beautiful but there is a whole garden that you can walk through um, and see and appreciate different um, vegetation that is common in in china but for germany there's a lot of little flower boxes on the windows and things hang like little flower pots hanging like Courtney said um but the buildings themselves I mean they're um they have little statues little paintings um that are a part of them that I think are part of the artistry and the beauty of what's to be found in this pavilion so I I feel like it's uh, especially with me not knowing pronunciations of things i don't want to butcher anything uh, but yeah. um we can move into like now that we know a little bit about we're in a village in germany that is generally in the region of bavaria we're in oktoberfest okay what do you what do we find when we go into the pavilion so this pavilion
0: has a lot of shopping
1: there are i think like
0: eight or nine official like named shops in this pavilion but it really is like one big shop kind of like the emporium where you go through different sections and you're in like you can search for different things but the disney app recognizes it as individual stores so there is lots to shop here if you are a shopper
1: yeah i mean i think that i never would have guessed that there are this many um as like specifically as they're described but there are some fun ones in here that we'll talk through should we just like bullet point what type of shops you can find i mean i was gonna say that because there's no way i can pronounce
0: any of these excellent literally looking at one of these i'm like uh, i'm not even going to attempt it so here are the items that you can purchase in germany You can purchase art and collectibles, clothing and accessories, gifts and housewares, crystal gifts. This is a big part of this pavilion. Um, Gifts and housewares again. There's another store that does that. And then there is a store that does assorted German wines and accessories. And they also do wine tasting, um, which there is a cost that includes a souvenir wine glass with that. Uh, There's a German Christmas store, which a lot of people love. And then there is, which I think it is actually closed right now, there is
1: like a German toy and doll teddy bear store as well. Yeah. um, And looking at these descriptions and the names, um, they are definitely German. I'm sure they translate to whatever it is that you are looking to purchase. Um, but yeah, there's a lot to be found. There's a lot to wander through. I love the Christmas section, um, in this shop area and the wine cellar that is back here in the pavilion, I think is kind of hidden. And a lot of people don't know about it. If you're a wine lover and you want to skip a German beer and go look at some select wines, if you wander back through the shops, um, they have like their own little, wine cellar wine bar in the back and it's usually like there's not a long line it's usually pretty dead Um, I do know um, that my mother mama Linda if you're listening to this um, has ventured to this area once upon a time um, and had a good experience with what she purchased there Um, and the little teddy bear shop is so cute I know that we might not have access to it right now but um, it is a really sweet area to walk through. I've mentioned it before. I love doing the scavenger hunts around World Showcase. A lot of times what you're looking for, um, if they do put them inside, end up in this little teddy bear shop because it's fun for kids to go in there and maybe convince their parents to buy something. (laughs) I mean, Disney is smart when they're making these scavenger hunts. Right? Um, But yes, so much shopping to do and they're kind of in their little segments. Um, But I think that even the displays of these shops from the outside are so beautifully crafted and put together um it's worth even if you don't want to walk into the stores just like window shopping literally um and looking at all of these beautiful displays that represent germany and things that are german specific merchandise that you would be looking for i mean
0: if i was a like wanting to get um, something from every single pavilion I feel like I would end up leaving Germany with multiple items because there's so many shopping opportunities
1: yeah and they're like the things that you can get they're not necessarily really big items like I said I mean they I love getting like an ornament or something Christmas related and they have a whole Christmas shop you can get a little teddy bear um, my favorite thing to purchase is something that I can consume um, it is uh, food item but we will get to that in a minute. <laughs> I was gonna say I was like
0: literally about to transition into food so this is perfect. Um, why don't you go ahead and talk about your favorite in this area because I feel like you're ready to chat about it.
1: Well I'm always ready to chat about caramel cuche or however you want to pronounce. Um, it's basically the caramel kitchen. That's what it translates to. We love a caramel um, kitchen. But we call it caramel cuche. You might call it Caramel Cooch, Caramel Coochie. I don't know, oh but <laughs> anyways. Hi, I'm We're, done. Episode ended right here. Just, you know, bear with me as we go through our German pronunciations. But this Caramel Kitchen is one of the, is it the only or one of the only? Remind what me. What I saw online is that it is the only
0: working kitchen for Werther's Caramels in the world
1: which blows my mind where there is not a small like candy company but yes they are the only or one of the very few working kitchen specifically dedicated to Werther's Caramel. You can get Werther's Caramel Popcorn. You can get all of these different Werther's Caramel specific desserts. Um, and I am a diehard Werther's Caramel Apple fan. This is something that like if I can stop and get myself a sweet treat, the Caramel Apple from this spot in Germany has my heart. It is buttery. It's good. Um, I get fruit with it, so I call it a win because you know get a little, a little nutrient with all of that caramel. Um, but it is pretty standard or traditional for um, my husband and I, Sam. Before Epcot fireworks, we love to go to the Werther's place in Germany, get a caramel apple, and sit in the cute red and white little like cafe seating that's right outside the teddy bear shop and it really just in my mind transports me to feeling like I'm somewhere else. I know that I'm in Disney obviously but um, it's just a sweet spot where a lot of times people are crowding up against um, the World Showcase Lagoon to see the fireworks and it's not very crowded in the back of the Germany Pavilion and so we get our caramel apple, we sit in the back, we take it all in and enjoy um, our surroundings and that is something that has kind of become a tradition for us and our Epcot nights. Um, so for me that is like one of my favorite places, period, in World Showcase. That is so cute. And now
0: I need a tradition with my husband in World Showcase. So we will find it. Jed, if you're listening, uh, we got to find that. Yes. ASAP.
1: Yeah, so- find something. For me, it's always going to be dessert. Like, if I can find a tradition around getting a dessert, that's going to be my pick. So... Um, It was an easy choice to say, oh yeah, getting, I mean, even like uh, France, when we get to it, great dessert spots, you know, there's lots, there's lots to explore and see around World Showcase, but um, yes, Caramel Couché or whatever it's called um, is that thing that I was talking about when you walk into the Germany Pavilion, the smell of this Werther's Caramel Smacks you in the face. They probably have like
0: vents that they pump it through. Oh, for sure. To the to the front of the pavilion, just to just for some extra scent.
1: For sure, they I'm sure have like just that scent pumping through, um, and it is a great place to stop and get something sweet that you're not gonna generally find. I mean, you can get where there's caramel in your average store, but these are like decadent, really well made desserts. So. If you're a dessert fan, check it out. Check it out. There are
0: also two quick service opportunities in this pavilion. There's Summerfest, which is, like I said, a quick service. They serve the bratwurst, the pretzels, beer, and then the beloved dish at this location is the is it noodle gratin gratin gr- i can't i
1: literally have no i'm so
0: bad at pronunciations so i let's think not. it
1: depends on where you come from but i would i mean it looks like noodle noodle gratin gratin n- noodle, but noodle that gratin. might be my southern american come get you some come get you some noodle gratin that's right <laughs> get you some noodle gratin um the noodle gratin yes but also the uh pretzel bread pudding is like a fan favorite if you're a bread pudding fan. I For me, I'm a texture person. I don't love the texture of bread pudding. Um, I know people are crazy about the Ohana bread pudding as well, but this is another one of those German-specific. They use like a German pretzel, and they make bread pudding with it, and people go gaga over it <laughs> goo goo for gaga for, for noodle for what's it
0: called? Noodle, noodle Groton <laughs> <laughs> and then you can also head over to the beer cart where you can get a pretzel bigger than your face like ginormous and a tasty German beer so that is your quick service options and then there is a sit down table service in this pavilion called Beer Garten um, and it is supposed to reflect an indoor German courtyard from the 16th century And it's like a Oktoberfest buffet.
1: Yeah. So I um, have wandered in here to use their restroom once upon a time. They were very nice and let me in. Um, And it kind of gives me similar uh, vibes to when you walk into Mexico where like you feel like you're supposed to be outside, but you're inside and it's a really cute, um, I think, themed restaurant the food here the type of food that you get here is not for me um but if you are into the bratwurst and sauerkraut and all the things great but they also something that's really cute about this is they have live entertainment they do they have the yodelers yes so (laughs) it's dinner and a show which i think is great um and if this is like if you have a huge party if you have a huge group of people and this type of food doesn't necessarily make you turn your nose up this would be a great thing to do i have seen videos of like you go in you sit kind of picnic table style you enjoy your food and then there's yodelers and folk um or polka, polka band, not folk, but, uh, like a polka band basically. And there's a dance floor and people get up and they dance and they have a good time and you just pretend like you're enjoying Oktoberfest. I think the location, um, Rothenberg is the, the location that this is based off of. And so if you want like a, one of those specific to Germany, spaces if you want a little taste of germany make a reservation for the beer garden it sounds like a lot of fun i've never dined here before i
0: would i i am not as picky of an eater as you are so i am a little more open to trying certain foods and i like me a good sausage so i think i would enjoy this menu personally and the entertainment that just sounds so fun because for me like if i'm paying the like disney premium price for food I want it to be more than just like, oh, there's good like environment in here and good theming. Like I want more than that because in my opinion, and maybe this is a hot take, I don't typically do table service because I think it's overpriced and I can get similar foods at quick service. So I would rather save my money and go the quick service route. So I have my favorite table service restaurants in Walt Disney World that I frequent like and that's it. Like I don't usually stray from those, but I want to be... Different in the sense that if I'm gonna pick a table service, I want to do something I've never done before, and kind of here outside of my comfort
1: zone. But yeah, that's we'll just a little tangent. Give it a try and report back to the rest of us, please. I will. I will. I will. I will. Um, so that is kind of
0: it for food. You've got a good variety of quick service, table service, and um, your sweet treats to end the night. There's also a really cute area in this pavilion, which attracts a lot of the kiddos. And there is the little German model train that's kind of off. Is it to the right hand side of the pavilion, if I remember rightly?
1: Um, it depends on which direction you're... Well, if you come from China. If you're coming from China, I think it might be on the left. Oh. Like, as Okay, then walking. I'm backwards in my head then. As, as you walk past, like, the hub of the Germany pavilion, it's kind of on your way out... I think it's on the left. Either way,
0: there's this cute little model train. And the kid, I love looking at kids, like, hanging over the little fence and watching the little train go around in this tiny little German
1: village. It's really cute. I love this area so much. I think um, it's like a – yes, it's the model train, but it's like a whole village that's in here. They have little people. And one of my favorite details – Disney doesn't miss on details ever – they – Just like you would experience in World Showcase. Anytime you walk through this area, whatever festival is going on in Epcot is also going on for this little village with the model trains. So you will find um, Festival of the Arts flags if you were to go and look at it right now. um, You would find Festival of the Arts flags or flower and garden flags, food and wine, etc., Um, and it's like, you know, a mini version of the (laughs) Germany Pavilion in Epcot, um, and they make sure that they're participating in whatever festival is going on as well. Um, But in addition to that, there's one other thing for the kiddos around here, which is a meet and greet. Maybe not just
0: even for the kiddos, for for all ages. True, the meet and and greets can be for anyone. If
1: you're into the meet and greets,
0: who can you meet in this pavilion?
1: Of course, you can meet our German girl Snow White. Yeah, get a girl. And I love that there is a wishing well here. It's very cute. Yeah, the way that they have structured this meet and greet, I love it when there's kind of a. I think World Showcase in particular does this well. A lot of the meet and greets, they're kind of like indoors and they have backdrops, but here, like it really does feel like you're meeting some of these characters in their personal spaces or in their little storybook fairy tale worlds. And so the fact that you get to meet Snow White in Germany by the Wishing Well, I think, is a really sweet meet and greet. I've seen it and watched it from the distance. Um, and the line usually isn't that long so if you want to meet snow white sometimes you can meet her prince charming or whatever his name is over there as well um but what is it does he have a name
0: i was literally
1: just sitting here thinking
0: and i'm like i can't think of it
1: he has a. i haven't watched snow- florian his name is florian oh my gosh wow it You're just right- came to me i haven't watched snow white in years so funny this is a side story i have watched snow white once in the last 10 years maybe and sam and i went to stay at literally a cabin in the woods it was a little scary um but we went on a mountain trip and we stayed at a little cabin in the woods and they had vhs tapes and uh like a vhs player and Snow White was one of them, and that was the one that we picked. And I was like, "This is a little like maybe we should have picked a different one. Like it made it a little more scary to me. It was very dark outside. We were in the forest. It was like the witch is gonna come knock on the door yeah. and offer an apple. Yeah. Well, if it's from kirimokuche then maybe." <laughs> Is it covered in caramel? Is it? Because I'll, I'll take it.
0: I'll, <laughs> I'll take it. Just give it to me. Thanks.
1: Yeah. Um, that, I hadn't even thought about that. The fact that you can get apples in um, Germany next to Snow White. Mm. A little sketchy. A little sketch. Yeah. A little sketch right there. So, anyways, um, those are some of the things you can find in the Germany Pavilion. There's one other rando thing that I was going to mention that... I personally, every time I walk through Germany, I point it out or I look for it at least. But on the building, if you're walking from China and you are walking into the Germany Pavilion and you look up kind of to the left, there is a building there. It's where the summer house um, quick service area can be found. But there are like little knights that are, I don't know if they're carved or what they are on the top of that building and they all have little crowns on and one of the knights or kings or whatever they're supposed to be on that building has a hidden mickey on his crown
0: and it is so
1: tiny and so dainty and cute and i point it out every time i'm with someone i'm like oh hidden mickey and if you are walking through epcot and you're going through germany go find it it's like a very Tiny but fun detail. Again, Disney doesn't miss on the details um, that you can find in the Germany Pavilion. We should do an episode
0: on, like, the top ten hidden Mickeys or something. Or our top ten. Our top ten. Yeah. You just inspired me in this moment. I can already
1: think of, like, four
0: that would be on my list. Wow. You guys are, like live insight to our brains this is how we work we're, we were like, like oh my gosh what if we did this episode <gasps> what if we did that it's going on our list so it's we have going list. on the list and if we don't do it within the next year somebody needs to come hold us accountable and tell us to do it <laughs> <So> please <laughs> please do okay so there's not a lot of uh, there's there's not really an attraction of sorts in the germany pavilion you can go look at the trains you can go meet Snow White, um, but the like we said, the highlight of this uh, pavilion is the food, the shopping. That is the emphasis here in Germany. Now we do have some fun facts for this pavilion because here at the castle chat we love the fun facts. It is just so interesting to learn about the little itty bitty details and things that were inspired and maybe not included but we're a part of the original plan so we're gonna go through some of those is that all right oh that is so all right okay all right i'm gonna kick things off with the clock tower that you see in this pavilion um so on the hour when the clock tower goes off two little um hummel figurines come out and it plays a literal okay. So there's a Glockenspiel. I think that's how you pronounce yes. it because I in chorus I remember us talking about this being an instrument. Um, there is a that the chimes of the Glockenspiel is to a melody that was specifically composed for Epcot.
1: Yeah, I I mean again. How many times can I say it in one episode, Disney doesn't miss on the details? Like, I
0: love that. Like, I would just, I just want to stand there at the hour and watch the little figures come out and hear the little tune and know that it is custom for Epcot.
1: Yeah, this is one of those things, if you are sitting in that area um, that I was talking about that I love to sit in where they have the little cafe tables in the back. If you're sitting right there on the hour you will see it. It comes out right at the back in the center kind of behind where the statue sits. It's very cute and like I think the Cuckoo Clocks is a very German thing. Um, If you have seen live action Pinocchio, spoiler alert, German character um, based in a, a German town or at least a fictional one, the Cuckoo Clocks is like a a very german thing and so not only do they have one that's very big that's actually functioning on the hour but it has a chime that is specific to epcot i just love that
0: my grandparents have a cuckoo clock and growing up it was my favorite thing as a kid to like sit and wait for it to chime and so when i see that in germany in the pavilion i'm like It just reminds me of being in my grandparents' house growing up. That's sweet. It's really cute. So um, that was a really cool fun fact that I wanted to touch on. What else do we have as some fun facts?
1: Okay. Well, you had mentioned that there's not really any attractions in Germany, but one of the fun facts about this pavilion is that when it was being built and constructed initially, this is, I don't think we've mentioned it um, in the episode, but this is an OG pavilion it was not added later it opened with World showcase and Epcot in 1982. Um, and when they were building this Germany pavilion there were plans for a, a boat ride. I guess that's the trend for <laughs> these countries is that they do a boat ride that takes you through that country and so there was plans for a Rhine River cruise. the Rhine River um, does go through Germany obviously. And it was halfway constructed, and they nixed the the plan for the boat ride. That's crazy that it was half created. Yeah, like, they had already gotten to work on it, things were in place, and the, like, the space for where this boat ride was supposed to be i believe is unoccupied i don't think it's it's kind of back towards where the beer garden restaurant is but i don't know specifically that the beer garden restaurant is where the ride was supposed to be however where the entrance to this attraction was supposed to be is covered by a mural so if you go all the way to the back behind the walls of where um that cuckoo clock or the um what is it called? Is cuckoo clock the wrong word? I don't clock know. clock tower. The clock tower. It's the clock tower, but I call them cuckoo clocks. If you go behind where the clock tower is, that's how you get to the Beer Garden Restaurant. And there is a massive Rhine River mural on the wall there. It's beautiful. It's a great photo spot if you want like a hidden gem photo spot that not a lot of people are taking pictures at. Or a picture spot where there's not going to be a ton of people. But anyway... This was supposed to be the entrance to what was a Rhine River cruise, and we never got it. So, that's a fun fact. If you go back there and find that mural, just imagine all the stuff that's behind the walls back there. Oh my gosh. I want to. It's like,
0: you know, when you see like abandoned Disney stuff, and I'm like, I want to see. Let me see it. I want to see it.
1: I wonder why it was canceled, honestly. I don't know. I wonder if it was funds. Like, they just didn't have the money to finish it, and they're like, oh, we got a boat ride in Norway. Well, I guess Norway wasn't constructed. They were like, we got a boat ride in Mexico. Germany's right next door. So. Yeah, probably. That's probably what it came down to.
0: That is a very interesting fact, though, that I did not know. Well, now you do. Now I do. And now when I go see that mural, I'm going to be like, Ugh, I know what's behind you. Or at least what was supposed to well, be. Well, it's supposed to be behind you. Let's see what else we have here. Oh, okay. Uh, so, obviously, the whole entire pavilion is based off of Oktoberfest but in October each year in the pavilion they do a special Oktoberfest celebration so it's like Oktoberfest on steroids at this point because that is already the vibe of the pavilion so have you been to this Oktoberfest celebration like in
1: October before? Um, so Here's the thing. I probably have but I wasn't paying attention and I didn't know that it was going on so I definitely have been to Epcot in October but I don't remember what that specific celebration looked like maybe there's some like flags or some more decorations I don't know but I'll have to look into it
0: yeah I've been I was trying to think in my brain like on my trips I think I've been to Walt Disney World twice in October in all my trips and I don't remember anything like specific but maybe it's because I just wasn't paying close enough attention so now that we know the next time we're there in the month of October we'll need to take a little bit closer look.
1: Yes. I'm sure we can find it on the internet if not. <laughs> yes. Okay. What else do we have for some fun facts? Um, so the rest of the fun facts that I have are basically the specifics that we were talking about um, the facade of the art and bookshop was inspired by a place called the Kaufhaus House, which is a 16th century merchant hall in Freiburg, um, which is in the Black Forest. So um, if you are wanting like a specific representation or you were wanting to see like where is this specific building or the facade of the building inspired by, it is the Kaufhaus House, whatever that means. Whatever
0: that means, we'll never know. I guess we won't. <laughs> Unless we go to Germany probably
1: uh, a good thing to add on our um bucket list <laughs> yeah for sure
0: um and then also the statues on the buildings actually recall the rule of the Habsburg emperors which i also have no knowledge of so i
1: bet these are the little guys i was talking about oh, that have the hidden mickey yeah probably yes. i need to look into
0: these emperors and kind of the history of that i'm just not great with history in general but this inspires me to to want to look into that so and then finally there was an exterior facade that was copied from a 400 year old town hall in romsburg square in frankfurt so there are just constant little moments throughout this pavilion where we see like replicas of certain times in history and just like you said little touches it's not anything like No specific landmarks but they want as a whole everything to flow really well and be a good representation of the culture as a whole and i think
1: um this pavilion does a really good job of that absolutely i would say just in thinking about it um Imagining the Germany Pavilion in Epcot and then also thinking about buildings like um, the Pinocchio Village House in Magic Kingdom as well as the Friars Nook. Those are very similar looking facades or buildings and so a lot of our like storybook housing that we imagine in our minds is this like 16th century old school German architecture. And so I think that's what makes this pavilion really sweet and fun um, and storybook-like to enter into, despite the fact that it's Oktoberfest when you're there. (laughs) For sure. I totally
0: agree. I love that storybook feel, and I love the architecture of this pavilion. So I think it's time for us to rate the pavilion before we go into what attraction or addition we would put in this area so scale of one to ten what are you giving this pavilion
1: okay um i don't know if this will come as a shock to you but i'm actually gonna give germany an eight. Oh wow she's up there yes i think germany has it doesn't have an attraction womp womp but outside of that i feel like it does everything that it does well i okay
0: I was going to give it like a six or seven, maybe seven. I'll land with seven. Okay. And and I, I'm not voting higher primarily because I don't have as many like memories or like moments in this pavilion where I was like, wow, like I love it here. Whereas there's some other pavilions where I feel that way. So, personally, I'm like, okay, let's lean with a 7. I do think it's got great shopping, great food. I wish there was um, more of an attraction in this area besides a meet and greet. And that's what's lacking in the um, the numbers for me. But the theming, I think, is great. Architecture, it's all done really, really well.
1: Yeah, I agree. I mean, I could lean 7 just because in terms of my personal taste, I don't like a lot of the food and I don't like beer so um you know for me personally it lacks in that sense but it has food it has drink it has dessert it has um scenery and like eye-catching buildings shopping and so like i said i mean i think that germany does what it does well um and i hope that you learned something about this pavilion
0: yes we always want these episodes to be informational in this series And fun. And the fun piece is our blue sky moment where we get to talk about what would be put in this pavilion if we could change anything about it, especially knowing that there's potentially infrastructure for an attraction already there. Yes. Maybe unused. Who knows? Absolutely. Okay. Well, I have my idea. Do you have yours? Um, I don't really like, I don't have a strong idea for this pavilion, to be honest. So I would love to hear yours first and maybe it'll inspire something within me.
1: Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say that mine is strong, but I think in any case, when I am thinking Blue Sky, I think the thing that Disney should do in these pavilions, some people might be against it, but I think bringing in Disney IP, some of the movie characters to get kids excited about being in these other countries and learning and being like oh this character is from another place um is a great way to help educate um young kiddos and get them into world showcase where the adults really want to be um but i whenever we do these blue sky ideas i'm looking up who is a character from this country and so we mentioned snow white before Snow White did have Snow White's Scary Adventures that was in Magic Kingdom that was taken away and replaced with Princess Fairy Tale Hall. So I do think that you could just like uproot and plop that attraction in the back of Germany. Yeah, if you, definitely you really could. wanted to. Um, but another princess that is from Germany, apparently, I wouldn't have guessed this, but is Cinderella. Cinderella is a character, I guess, that comes from German storytelling. I didn't know this. I didn't either. And so I looked up, you know, what characters are coming from a German region. And Cinderella was on the list. Cinderella is one of my personal favorite princesses. And I think when we go with, like, the cuckoo clock idea and the clock tower and thinking about the clock striking 12, you could do, like, a fun, like into like go through a clock into cinderella's world or like racing the clock to get wow uh, something like that in the back mario kart cinderella's version (laughs) yes exactly (laughs) pumpkin Um, cinderella version but we have like cinderella castle in walt disney world which is obviously like the main icon We don't have anything, like, heavily Cinderella other than the representation of the castle, and so I think some sort of attraction where you're, like, racing the clock to strike midnight um, is a fun idea. I love that idea. Honestly,
0: I think that's genius. Now knowing that Cinderella is, you know, a German-inspired character, I'm like, my my wheels are turning, and I'm like, what else could we put in there that's cinderella and i'm like
1: oktoberfest cinderella what are those? oh pumpkins pump. oktoberfest oh. uh, sure yeah There's, i mean in america we have, pumpkins, we have pumpkins
0: so that's a good option i mean i was going more like the pinocchio or snow white route i don't really know i'm trying to think of like what we could do with pinocchio like i said i when i was thinking about this my brain went straight to just put snow white scary adventures in there not very creative obviously on my end your idea is way better than mine so
1: well i mean i think that it's hard when i mean there already is like a seven dwarves mine train and S- snow white is meeting and greeting outside so You want to, like, maybe use her because they already have good Snow White representation. And the Snow White Scary Adventures is an easy, like, uproot and plop in there. So I don't think that's a bad idea at all. Yeah. I mean, it is what it is. So, (laughs) yeah.
0: All right. Germany. What a pavilion. What a fun time. Uh, We are heading somewhere else, though, for our next episode. Where are we heading next?
1: Well... If you didn't know, as you make your way around World Showcase, what comes after Germany is the one, the only, the magnificent, Italy. Uh, I am so excited. This has got to be one of my
0: favorite pavilions, so you guys are already um caught up on the world showcase series then great wait around for, for next week for italy and if you haven't caught up and you're just now watching or not watching i guess listening to this one go back and listen to uh, we've got mexico norway
1: china and now we've got germany and coming up next is italy so pumped i think that we're like starting to really get into some of the exciting pavilions oh we for sure are if you guys are wanting to see these world showcase pavilions in person or visit the countries that they are inspired by you can certainly start planning your perfect disney vacation with us at the castle chat through magic by kate We have been able to create our own travel advisor business through Kelly's Magical Vacations, now KMV Travel, and we would love to be able to help you, our listeners, create your perfect Disney adventure. For more information or to start planning, you can go to the link in our bio or find the Magic by Kate page on Instagram.
0: Thanks for spending time with us today on this episode of the Castle Chat. But for now, we'll leave you with what we always leave you with, which is there's a great big beautiful tomorrow out there waiting for you. Go make it magical. See you real soon. Bye,
1: friends. Bye.